This is episode 156 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Ah, finally broke you, didn't we? <laughs> we finally broke Got down, me. gave Zoom the proper respect it deserves. Um, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the weekend is here, you know, getting stuff done, and... Um, just trying to just trying to enjoy it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And um, I woke up like an hour before we were supposed to start recording. I don't oh know man, I was just tired. Yeah, I've been hey. tired today. So when son's in there playing video games, so you might hear him later on because he gets super excited about these things. <laughs> but yeah, I was just super sleepy. Took a nap out on this nice ass couch. And then just woke up and I was like, you text me asking, uh, could you push the recording back 30 minutes? I was like, yes, more time to recover. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I'm awake. I'm here. <clears throat> so um, let's get to business. You can catch our podcast on Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, What's the um, miss? Oh man, I am off today. Amazon, Google, Spotify, Spotify and Spotify. There's not a podcast out that I'm missing right now. iTunes. What are they called? I don't even call it iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts. There you go. Apple Podcasts. Thank you. Go. I was like, I know no one starts with A. Uh, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else. Podcasts getting away for exactly free ninety nine. And so let's get to the main crux of today's podcast you know sometimes you just hope that you can make a make a podcast and then there are other days where manna just falls from heaven and you get a topic boy so, did we get one yeah boy did we get one so earlier this week wwe released a few wrestlers and um the names were quite shocking so I'll just read the tweet. WWE has come to terms on the releases of Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Ride, and Santana Garrett. The WWE wishes them all the best in their future endeavors, blah, blah, blah. Well, that, that goes without saying. Yeah. <clears throat> I always wish them the best, but not too best. Right. <laughs> so, man, um, hi, you want to go, just go through one through one by one sure all right so i'll just start at the end so santana garrett she was a wrestler in nxt um i really don't know too much about her because i didn't see much and um i don't want to be rude and be like oh it's not that big of a loss but you know it's someone's career someone's job someone's mm-hmm. dream that got cut short so i feel i feel bad for her i feel bad for all these wrestlers you know you one day you just wake up and your job is gone mm-hmm. so yeah and you know Oh, go go ahead. Ahead. No, go ahead. You go. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've heard, I mean, I've heard good things about her that she's a good, you know, a good wrestler, a good performer. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know too much else about her. Uh, but real quick before you continue, mm-hmm. uh, 
why don't uh since we're going one by one mm-hmm. let's do a scale of one to ten in terms of shock and just shock by the whole situation oh, okay by by each release all right so miss garrett gets a what uh, I'm a, I'm give it a one out of respect, even though I didn't know who she was or paid into a match, you know, just for one. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going zero with any of these. No, no, it's definitely a one because, um, <clears throat> excuse me, because um, it's not surprising, mm-hmm. and so it's not a total shock. Um, like if she she hadn't even made her name like on, she hadn't really made her way onto NXT television in a while so it's like at this point if you're not on television for nxt you're pretty expendable mm-hmm. and it's not a total shock if, if you get cut yeah let's see last time i'm on wikipedia looking up the last entry before her release was the 2021 women's world rumble so that's what back in february oh mm-hmm. january so and there was had... talks of her making her debut on SmackDown recently, mm-hmm. but that never came to fruition. Yeah, that's because SmackDown needs more women. Yeah. Yeah. They only have, I think, eight uh, perfor- uh, female performers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And until Sasha comes back. Yeah, until yeah, Sasha comes back and then whatever the hell they're doing with Mia Yim. Because she's right. still under, here under uh, on SmackDown's roster. So that really leaves, okay, Bailey, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and yeah. Tamina. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Sonya Deville's on here, but she's an authority figure. She's not wrestling. And then, like I said, Sasha Banks is, is gone, and so is um, <clears throat> Mia Yim. So that's mm-hmm. what? How many I named? Six? Six. Jeez. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, at this point, and, you know, based on what we're going to talk about later, you're going to need to bring some talent in, at least to, you know, SmackDown, especially with the women. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're getting back to, you know, the way things were. And so six or seven, eight women isn't going to cut it, you know, to make, to have fresh stories and, and, uh, you know, to make things interesting again, to get people excited. Um, yeah. Cause and two, it, of the, two of the women I named are the tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would uh, be Bailey and Bianca Belair are in a feud right now. And mm-hmm. so the only other two you have left is Carmella and Liv Morgan, and we just saw them uh, fight each other this past Friday. Right. So and you just you just ran through. There's all storylines right there. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's be real with with Bianca Belair. It's it's not out of or it's not. Um, what am I trying to say? Out it's the realm uh, of possibility. Yeah, or you know, it's 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 easy to believe that she is going to go through any of those challengers pretty easily. Like there isn't a big challenger right now for her outside of Bailey. Um, Cause she's already beaten Sasha, you know, 
she's already beaten Bailey, but that feud extends, of course, like like all feuds. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody else, I don't think they're can really to her, touch her at this. Yeah, they're up. They're up to her level. Yeah, especially no offense to Camella or Liv Morgan. I mean, I like Liv Morgan, but doesn't she can go. Like, yeah, she can go, but doesn't see it. She's going to get the push anytime soon. And like we said, Tamina and Natalia are busy with the tag team championships. Mm-hmm. So unless, like, there needs to be some, like, either call-ups from NXT or, like, if they're really treating this like separate shows, they need to do a trade with Raw. To bring some more women in, mm-hmm. but uh, going back to what we're talking about, uh, Miss Garrett, uh, we're mm-hmm. both giving her a one, a one. Yeah, all right. So let's move on to the next person who got released, and the reason SmackDown's women's roster is so thin, uh, so thin right now, uh, Ruby Riot. Yeah. Um, back to to Liv Morgan real quick. Like they they were perfect together because it, they allowed each other to really shine like as a tag team. And that's a, that's a formidable tag team. They, they picked up a win at WrestleMania. You know, they've, they've beaten other tag teams, you know, they've been contenders. They've been challengers for the title. Um, so for me, this, uh, this is totally an eight. I know even, no, this is a nine for me because it, it, there was no indication that she was unhappy with her, you know, role in the company. Uh, she was just on television, you know. Oh, we're going to talk about people who were just right. on television. We're about <laughs> right. to we're just, we're gonna get into that later. Wait, man, you saying eight, nine? Man, the more you talk, the higher my score goes because originally mm-hmm. I was going to say like six or seven, but but you're right. The fact she was just on TV, she's Liv Morgan's tag team partner, and like to me, more importantly, no one else on the roster looks like her. And she's really good at wrestling. Yeah, she stands out. She's really good at her job. And like, I don't know, I don't know what the hell what happens with uh, going back to Liv Morgan. I don't know what happens to her now. She's just kind of wafting in the wind right now. Like, it's one thing I hate about WWE, like, everything, except for, like, make the, what, the Roman Reigns storyline and whatever they're doing on the other side with Drew and um, Lashley. Those are the only two storylines that I feel like are actually written out in advance. Everything else feels like, you know, you wake up uh, right before school starts and you got to hurry up and write a paper before it's six period. That's what the rest <laughs> right. of the stuff feels like to me. Well, that's what's pretty much been going on. If you read the dirt sheets, I mean they they are changing the script like literally thirty minutes before the show starts. It's it's been pretty chaotic for the past year and a half or so. Yeah, I think how can you get any kind of like story out of that mm-hmm. if everything's being changed? Like last last week, you you were part of this group and you were kicking ass and taking names, and now this week you're just going out there and getting squashed in a five-minute match. It's, it's like there's no consistency, no consistency for either the viewer or the wrestler in the ring. Mm-hmm. But but going back to rewrite, like, uh, I wish they planned this shit out better. We'll keep talking. We'll talk about this more. Right. But it's like the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Mm-hmm. 
and again, you know, everything else aside, you know, whether it's her look or her value or, you know, um, you know, just whatever, just, just by the mere fact that she can go, that's, that's the, for me, that's the number one thing. And it's like, it's the number one reason to want to hold on to someone Mm -hmm. because they can, they can freaking go and put on a great match with anybody at this point. And we've seen her have really good moments with Nia Jax, who's a, you know, uh, not someone that, that you would think is easy to have a good match with just because she's so much bigger than everybody. She's not as athletic. Um, and just, you know, you know, uh, just because you, you assume she's going to win anyways, mm-hmm. but Ruby Ride has definitely made matches with her. Interesting. Um, she's had matches with Shayna Baszler, who's a legit fighter, you know, who was a legit fighter and she's made it look interesting at least whether she's, you know, wins or loses. Um, you know, she's just someone that, and, and everybody I think agrees someone that has, doesn't have a bad match. And it's like, it's so hard to see the rationale behind letting someone like that go. Yeah. You got so many people in the back that just, they don't have that. Like they Mm -hmm. don't have the wrestling ability and they still have a job and it's just maddening. It's like, this is who you give up the actual talented wrestler who, like I said, doesn't look like anyone else, Mm -hmm. but you want to have, um, what's her name? She's currently pregnant right now. Lacey Evans out there because she's blonde and that's what gets you offense. I'm like, that's just. I see why people are. I see why people just avoid this show, man. (laughs) I really do. It's like I can see why it it doesn't like Vince just wants to keep doing everything like he did in the 90s. And it's like that was 30 years ago, buddy. Can we um evolve a little bit like we care mm-hmm. more about wrestling ability than what someone looks like now and sure every, you you'll get the the good looking ones like charlotte flair and um uh, becky lynch you know the ones who are attractive and can still can go but looking in the ring i'd rather have yeah, someone and- who's visually and this goes for both men and women who's visually a five but is a 10 when it comes in wrestling skill i'd rather have that than someone who's like physically attractive but can't do a back bump to save their life right and you know you know you hate to to say it's like the next this person or the next that person because you know it's like everybody's always talking about like the next john cena or the next rock and it's like you know when when those comparisons are made it's like the people that are being compared always say well i want to be the first this person and that's how it should be Honestly, that's really how it should be. But uh, you had an opportunity to make Ruby Riot the next Lita because she looked different because of her different look and because of the punk rock kind of attitude and, and character that she brought to the show, any mm-hmm. of those shows. And, you know, you, you, it's another just, just another of many missed opportunities, in my opinion. That's sucks. Just sucks. Um, so what do you say? You say eight, nine? I'll go eight. eight. Half? All right. Yeah. We'll, all right. So we'll stick at eight. All right. Continuing up the list, talk about. Oh, I'm really, I'm not using this half name. I'm saying the whole thing. Buddy Murphy. 
You talk about another guy who just knows how to go in the ring. Right. Um, a five. This is a five for me because he'd been wanting out anyways. Like he's been tweeting everything. Like I'm better than this. I'm ready to go. I can do this. I can do that. And nobody wants to put me in the game. So, you know, it's for, it's for the best for him uh, because he has an opportunity to go somewhere that you hope will appreciate his talents because that guy, like you said, can go. He's got the look. He's got the, uh, he's got the, the skills to, to be a good performer, to put on a good wrestling match. You know, he can, he can hit harder and he can fly high if you need him to, whatever you need him to do, he can do it. They had no idea what to do with him once his feud with Seth Rollins was over. Mm-hmm. Because if I remember correctly, like Rollins left because he went on paternity leave. And then when he came back to SmackDown, um, Buddy was asking if they could team up once again. I'm like, what? Like, didn't you have this quote unquote blood feud because you wanted to be with, uh, what's her name? Mysterio. Mysterio, which okay, I've already discussed how creepy that is. We're gonna keep on moving. <laughs> sure. All right, so you and so you wanted to be with her, blah blah blah, and that came to fruition. And then, like I don't know, someone they they obviously decided they want to go on with Dominic and Ray, which um, looking at it now was a smart move. Sure. But they just left him twisting in the in the wind. Mm-hmm. And like that's a guy like you can at least like I don't understand if you don't have a plan for anyone, like at least give them some matches to do. At least get your money off out of them that way. Right. And maybe you can build something interesting, but creative just seems so so dog shit. And it's been that way for years now. And we've had this conversation as well. Like this is the pandemic. You're in the, the Thunderdome. You could just do what you whatever just throw mm-hmm. shit against the wall and see what sticks and it's like no one wants to try anything different or if they do something different it's only for like i said the main titles right and again the pandemic hurts immensely as well because um i think if you have those those feuds that or those stories that was involved with, with rollins um this whole time, like with fans, I think you would you'd be able, like he'd be able to really show his 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 skill set to the whole audience, and that's how you get that's how you get fans behind you. You know, that's how you, you get a reaction. Like that's the main reason why wrestling works is because you it's your job to get a reaction from the mm-hmm. audience, whether it's booing or cheering. Either one, of those that's your goal, and. Um, just you know that opportunity wasn't there for him to to do that um and you know he was finally working with with a top name like rollins like seth rollins i mean one of the top guys in the entire business and uh you don't get put in that position if you don't have the skill to to hang with him so but the crowd wasn't there to put him over or to get him to help him like to watch him get over and, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, ultimately he's 
you know, was left in catering again and looking at, looking for his way out, and, and he finally got it. Yeah. Unfortunately. So many people have been left in catering. I'm surprised the entire roster isn't 300 pounds. So what what did you give us? I'm sorry. I'll give it a five. All right, five. Um, I'm surprised. I, I say I give it a, a six. You know, I'm I was really high on that guy. I really liked mm-hmm. his in ring ability and I, I enjoyed watching him in the ring and on the mic. And that entire thing he was doing was with Seth Rollins and back when they had the authors of pain, it was very entertaining. Yeah. All right, moving on. Also released Lana. On uh, on the shock scale, this gets about a, a two for me. Yeah, two or three. I'll, I'll go three, only because she was just on TV again, just recently on TV, um, and was you know getting a lot of television time. The entire pandemic, she was you know a regular on television really she was getting even if she was getting put through a table you know mm-hmm. a thousand weeks in a row or however many you know right. she was yeah. it, it was still a story that they were telling consistently yeah all the way to what was that survivor series mm-hmm. where she was the, the sole survivor in the survivor series team um right. yeah i felt like that's verlana like she Considering how they treated her husband, um, Rusev, aka Miro, like he was, she was going to leave as soon as that contract was up. So it was just a matter of time. Yeah, and um, another reason it's like she wasn't. Oh, oh sorry. She wasn't a. Go ahead. Sorry, interrupt. But like another reason, like what's the end game with Lana? Right. They didn't, they didn't have that figured out. Like, is she just like a joke competitor? Is she just someone that, you know, maybe she gets a, a three-day run with the title as a little ha-ha hee-hee? Like, mm-hmm. I, they didn't, they never built her up as being like an actual contender to either for, for the women's championship or either one of them. So it was like, what's the end game here? Something that they never, they never figured out. They never um, came to a conclusion with that. You know, I don't think. Look, and I'm not saying this. You know, oh, I say this. <laughs> he's gonna be rude, people. Hold on, here it comes. It might come off a little rude, but it is. But continue. But at the end of the day, there is a thousand percent a place for women's wrestling. Hmm. You know, there are countless number. There's a countless number of incredible female wrestlers. She wasn't one of them, and not everybody, in my opinion, is cut out to be a performer, a wrestler. I think, you know, the the day that they got they split her and Rusev up to do. <laughs> Rusev dirty. Uh, that was it. I mean, she was a great manager, and there's nothing wrong with being a great manager. 
because she knew how to get heat from the crowd. She knew how to um, put Rusev over as a monster that, you know, an unstoppable monster. And, you know, whether she wanted to be a wrestler or give it a shot, fine, God bless. But at the same time, it's like, you have to know your limitations and, and more so run with your strengths and your strength was being on the microphone, being a manager that, that got a huge reaction. It wasn't just like, eh, okay, there's Lana and Rusev. It's like, oh shit, there is Lana and Rusev. Like, what mm-hmm. is she going to say next? What is, what are they going to do next? And you know, that went on for a very long time. Yeah, I, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Kudos. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting she's trash. You always be trash. Nothing <laughs> no, but, no. But, but, but like, okay, if the plan was her for her to go from manager to wrestler to what? Like, was she going to have that Trish Stratus, Lita-like career? No, she's not the wrestler that, that they are. Because she had been like, to a lesser degree, like say someone like Melina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But would that have been possible? Uh, maybe. Possibly, yeah. But but they treated her like a joke for so long after separating her from Rusev that that's yeah. what she became. Mm-hmm. Like there are ways that WWE can break that um, that what I'm looking for like that um that character like if you treat it if you look at like a joke you treat it a joke like there are ways for WWE to actually make you you know be, be a serious wrestler and have the crowd take you seriously but they never seem interested in doing that it's always like oh Lana she's a joke oh look at her get put through tables oh look she only wins because something unfortunate happens to her opponent oh someone else in the tag team has to carry her it's like you never treat her with any kind of well you never treat her like she was a threat so she always was a joke wrestler for the longest right and if you want to you know the best way to to get rid of that like in the shortest amount of time would be to make her, you know, a consistent tag team member, you know, maybe pair her up with, with her own kind of like diesel or, you know, someone that's uh, more imposing than she is kind of balance out the balance that, that kind of team out, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the, the powerhouse with, you know, the, the cunning, you know, wrestler or something like that. Um, and, you know, they just uh, never got there, really. I mean, they kind of put her with all these other different people to tag with. Um, and none of them ever seemed, none of them ever seemed like uh, genuine or um uh, authentic, you know, just it was like you're feuding, Alana's feuding with um Baszler and what's her name? Naya. Naya. It's like, well, let's find someone to throw her with. And 
because she tagged with Natalia at one mm-hmm. point. That felt weird. Because I don't know. I know it's it's like they tried to make the scene like they were best friends. It's like okay, it's obviously that on well at least on as characters, you two would never hang out. Mm-hmm. And just because you're on the same reality show together, mm-hmm. like doesn't necessarily mean you have to be a tag team. Yeah, and shit, we know how scripted those reality TV shows are. So right, um, I think they paired her with with Carmela at one point. I can't. I don't hold me to that. Um, and then most recently with uh, Naomi, who can go? I mean, mm-hmm. a, I mean, it balanced out that way. But um, Naomi is not as dominant as Lana would need to kind of balance it out. Like they, you know, she's way more athletic and a much better wrestler, but not a dominant wrestler because she can be beat as many times as she can win. Mm-hmm. And it, so it just felt like kind of thrown together again uh, as usual. Yeah. 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 Um, but we're both low on the surprise o meter. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what you say. And especially with uh, the fact that Miro is, is, uh, taking on a more prominent role in AEW now. Yeah, I, I will be shocked after her non-compete, non-compete clause, easy for mm-hmm. me to say. I'll be shocked if she doesn't show up in AEW. But it's, they got to get it right. She's got to be a manager. She's got to manage Miro. And, and that's it. As yeah. much as the women's division over there needs help, she's not, she's not the one to to uh to do that yeah she's not coming in to save the women's vision oh you know something we we didn't do for the other two Mm -hmm. or for the other three would these would these performers make a good fit in aew because right now they're the most visible they're the biggest competitor or number two to wwe um would you know they're on television they're on national television consistently would they make a good fit in AEW? You know, let's go back. Let's talk about all of them and just pick a wrestling company that we would like to see them in. It doesn't okay. necessarily have to be AEW. So let's sure. start with, um, let's go back and start with Santana Garrett. Like, just pick a company. I think Impact would be good. Yeah, I'm, Impact. I'm trying. I don't because, know about Ring of Honor, but. Because I'm trying to think of somewhere where they could like it's it's harder for the women's wrestling because mm-hmm. I don't know what other companies have like I can't even say good but okay women's wrestling because it's been it's been behind for so long so but you say impact for Santana yeah because they seem to they seem to gravitate more towards the former WWE women's wrestlers like the the ones that get released mm-hmm. diana perrazzo or whatever her name is i think she's the champion there now mm-hmm. um uh they've they've picked up a lot of those talented wrestlers from the women's division um and have been able to elevate them to an extent and i think this would this is another opportunity for them to do that and to to strengthen their their women's division Okay, so I'll, I'll go with you. Impact. Cool. Uh, Ruby Riot. 
AEW, man, I, I think she would be a, a huge addition to that division and would make it interesting. I, I We're two for two. I agree with you there as well. Mm-hmm. Like her versus Britt Baker or her versus um, uh, Nyla Rose. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be interesting matches to watch. Um, Buddy Murphy. I think we're going to disagree here. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I want to say AEW. Mm-hmm. But I think I, realistically, I think he's a better fit for Impact. Oh, you're saying Impact? Oh, okay. I'm not even staying in America. New Japan is where I want him. Oh, uh, okay. I can't argue with that. As long as he doesn't go and join the Bullet Club. Yeah. Like, let him do his own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Lana. Are we both going AEW? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. both. Again, for me, as long as it's in a managerial capacity. Actually, if I was being honest, probably the best part for best place for Buddy Murphy would be back in NXT. Right. Like if they were their own separate, like, it, like their own separate uh, company, like NXT, NXT UK, mm-hmm. that's where Buddy Murphy would shine. And for and the same yeah. for this next person, Alistair Black. So first, first and foremost, let's get your surprise ranking. Come on, <laughs> let's get your surprise rating. Uh. It's it's got to be a nine and a half, very close to ten. Um, not quite ten, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, Zelina Vega was let go by them, and you have to leave a little bit of room for uh, disgruntledness. I don't know if that's a word. It is now, baby. Disgruntledness. <laughs> He had a bunch of disgruntles on this. Right. <laughs> so, um, but it's it's a huge, it's a shocker for sure. I mean, again, a guy who was just on television and just seemingly starting a new feud um, is a week later gone. Like, he just kicked Biggie in the face and cost him the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship. That just happened like two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. And now the man's out of a job. Biggie's out of a like, we don't even know what happens there. It's not like they can even show what happened, why he lost the um that fatal four-way. They can't even show it because the dude that caused it is no longer with the company. Mm-hmm. Like, this definitely is, it's, I agree with you, it's, it's a nine and a half it's like uh, I said earlier, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. They're just making this up as they go. And it shows in so many stupid, stupid, stupid ways. Like, what the fuck, man? Y'all couldn't at least like either did this a couple months ago before you started doing all the promos or held off on it for a couple months where you at least get one match against Big E. Right. Or, you know, uh, a feud against B, maybe three, four matches. It's, it's just... And then all with all the rumors talking about how his wife, Zelina Vega, was possibly coming back. Like... How can she now? Yeah. Why would she? Right. 
You ever sitting back and think about how we love the dumbest things? All the time. This Texans football, like like sports and sports entertainment in general. Like we just love things that are born and bred to hurt us repeatedly. <laughs> But I was like, um, my dog has just squeaked. And like, he's over here. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, he's over here sleeping. I think he's having a nightmare. <laughs> Corey, Corey, oh, let's see if he does it again. This man knocked out all his legs like a dragon howl. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. But anyway, go back to House of Black. Yeah. Um, I think I said this just fucking infuriates me, man. Again, another wasted talent. A guy who was pretty good in it has a really had a really good character at NXT, mm. had some really good feuds, was a champion in NXT. And then what 18 months later, he's he's out. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Hunter, I'm doing everything I can to keep my guys in NXT. I can see why Ciampa and um, what's his name, Gargano, like they refuse to go up again. Like for what? Just to get lost in the shuffle of every other wrestler? Yeah, I mean, especially those two. They're both under six feet. They're both not heavyweights. Um, you know. And all they the would, interesting they matches not be, they do in NXT. Right. And they would not be taken seriously by anybody in the main roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vince would try to put them on, both of them on 205 Live. Or he'd make them a tag team and have them fight Randy Orton two-on-one, Braun Strowman. Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean Bobby Lashley two-on-one. Uh, you know, they'd be the little guys doing the, the handicap matches. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, but where do you see him ending up? You're going to say AEW again. And I'm like, where do they have all this money, man? Um, if not AEW, mm-hmm. because I think that would be a good fit because they have kind of a, they've got the Dark Order, which is, you know, the group, the faction that Brody Lee was, you know, in charge of uh, just up until his, you know, very unfortunate passing. Um so, like, that would be a good fit for his character, just with the whole kind of, um, not demonic, but just, yeah, dark, I'm sorry, <laughs> you know, just dark character. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that would be the ideal fit. But uh, why not go to Japan as well? I think he could have some really good matches with the guys out there, too. I mean, he's athletic enough to have some good matches with, with Japanese performers. He's got a, a different look that I think the Japanese audience would, um, would be interested in. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's not AEW <laughs> there <laughs> for your, for your satisfaction. It's, it's not for my not... satisfaction. It's like <laughs> every time a WWE uh, wrestler gets released, the first thing you see is people going AEW, and, and then that that damn um, Cody gif where he puts his hand up to his <laughs> ear, and I'm like, Where, they don't have all the money to sign all these people. 
If WWE is cutting them because of budget, you think AEW has money? Is that the second best wrestling gift behind Biggie's popcorn? It's probably the second most used one behind Biggie's popcorn. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, man, I can see, like, he's very talented. He can go anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one of those guys where I'm like, could if you weren't going to use him on um, TV, on main TV, could you send him back down to NXT, please? Right. Like, imagine him taking on Karrion Cross. Ooh, yeah. Like, just the look of that match would be insane. But... <sighs> And another another reason why Japan might work, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't necessarily need to to talk over there. You know, that's I think that's another thing that that was his one weakness. I feel like was his mic skills, mm-hmm. and and because they for, they were trying to force him to speak on the mic, he's not that kind of guy. He's he should have been kept being like the brooding, silent but deadly type. And I think and, that would be and, a perfect fit for for Japan. And, and actually, I could see that working in AEW with the with the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. Like they, he doesn't really need to be a leader. But if they really wanted him to be a leader, he could be just like the quiet guy who just you know with facial expressions or like hand movements handles things like mm-hmm. that would be an interesting character like he he's a leader he doesn't talk but it, like just the way like like he raises an eyebrow and you know it's time to go yeah or you just you just you know one little hand signal and you know it's a, a business is about to be booming so i think he could work anywhere he want to if i had to guess um yeah, I'd probably put him AEW. You know, people will say I'm hating on AEW now. <laughs> but yeah, that was a shocking release. You just had him. You just had him interfere in a championship match. And the last guy we we're about to talk about just had a championship match before he released. And that's one Braun Strowman. Um, this is a 10. <laughs> 10 all the way. 10 11. All the way. 10, 11, crank it up to 12 if you want. And it's like because you look at this guy, he just looks like the perfect WWE build. Like this is the guy that Vince went down and went to the lab to create. Mm-hmm. He's tall. He's strong as hell. He has the endurance and he has the look. And to see that he got released, it's just mind-boggling yeah um four years ago Mm -hmm. around the time that he was just making his debut or or slowly on the roster sure if you let him go i could totally see it the roster was a lot stronger then um but now the guy not only um, not only is a monster, but really solidified himself and and built himself into that. Because when he first came into uh, when he first came to the, the main roster, he was a monster of a man. But he was 
like he was still kind of he was just too big but the guy lost what maybe 50 pounds and got shredded mm-hmm. and you've never seen a monster like that and really yeah i mean in my opinion really hammered down the fact that he's a different kind of monster you know something we've never seen before and the perfect Ben Sky. And all of a sudden, boom, he's gone. Like, it's the most mind-boggling, shocking thing they've done in years at this point. Like, Sky was a former ch- former champion. Like I said, he was just in a triple threat match for the uh, WWE title last month. And And apparently the reason they released him because of his contract, he makes a million a year, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the things, like, it sounds like a lot of money, but it's really not a lot of money for the WWE. Considering they are, they've never been more profitable. Considering they just made the billion-dollar deal with Fox, mm-hmm. and then the deal they made with Peacock is rumored to be around a billion dollars. It's like, like why are you pinching pity pennies and there's a rumor i want to go to to but first of all i said like where do you where do you see ron ron strowman going i tell you where i don't see him going uh-huh. i don't see him going to AEW mm-hmm. because he is the anti AEW. he is he's a vince looking guy he's a monster that good or bad, however you look at it, the creative team, the head, the, the lead creative, yeah, the people in charge are also still performers themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't see Kenny Omega, the Jacksons, Cody Rhodes, giving an inch to that guy to being what he thinks he should be, what people think he should be. Um, what Vince had hoped he would be, which would be the top guy, the guy that would be number one with the title, the unstoppable force that couldn't be beat for his, for the world title. Uh, Their egos are still just as big as any wrestlers and they're in charge and they're not going to go for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I don't. I didn't see him being a fit in AEW because they like wrestlers. They like these, you know. They don't like the giant guys all, all the time, especially someone who is as close to the top as he is. If you if he stays say if he stays say, stateside, mm-hmm. impact because if the if you re- read the report on the contract issue you know, a million dollars. There's, they also stated that he knew his worth mm-hmm. and was not, uh, he, he didn't get, you know, pushed around by, by Vince or anybody in the contract negotiations. He made sure he got what he felt he was worth. And um, I think if he's going to have that kind of attitude, if he's going to have that mentality, which 
hey, if if that's what it takes to get you your money and get get you what you feel you're worth, God bless. Um, I don't think that would. I don't think that tactic would work with AEW. I think it can work in Impact. I think he can instantly negotiate his weights at the top. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, that would make the most sense for him to stay stateside. But I think the best fit would probably be, would probably be New Japan because he could go over there and be the next Vader. Ooh, yes, I was just thinking about that. And he could be an attraction that the Japanese fans haven't seen in a couple of decades. I mean, yeah, Vader, I mean, essentially. Or, or Brock, even, which is maybe almost two decades ago. Yep. I'm trying to think. If I think, and it, ultimately, if, if Japan can offer more money than Impact, then he goes to Japan. Yeah, I think it comes down to a money thing with him and like the culture's changed. Like maybe you just want to stay in America. That's why if I was to choose, I would say that he stays he if he if he continues on wrestling, he would go to impact. Mm-hmm. Right. Those would be the two best fits for him. Mm-hmm. Um if he's you know, he might have he might have seen and it's probably why he was so shrewd in his negotiations for his last contract. I mean, he probably saw the way things were going for Brock Lesnar. I think that's that's the a big example. It has to have been a big example um, for him. And it's like, if you're going to get the most money, it might be Japan. Because Impact is always, they're always on the brink of going out of business, it seems like. Um, <laughs> Just barely making it. Yeah. No offense to Impact or anyone else. And those other smaller wrestlers, wrestling shows that mm-hmm. are barely speaking by, you are important. So don't ever, just because you don't have the money that AEW or WWE has, doesn't mean that you aren't a vital part of the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree with everything you said, um, especially the part you said about AEW. I think that's the one place he's guaranteed not to go. Um, it really just depends if he wants to do if like if he has two offers on the table and from one for Impact and one for New Japan, it might just be do you want to pack up everything and go over to Japan? Right. So, um, personally, I think he's. You said about Impact, they love going after ex-WWE guys, especially the big ones. So I can see them making a, a sizable deal to make him like the face of their wrestling organization. Right. I mean, they've, and, you know, he could feud right away with, with uh, WM Mor- or W Morrissey. I'll take your word for it because I have no idea who that is. Uh, formerly <laughs> known as uh, Big Cass. Ah. Good to see he's in business, I guess. Um, but going back to what I said earlier, we're talking about the rumors going around. The rumor that Vince McMahon's looking to sell WWE. Like, do you see any merit in that rumor? I keep going back and forth on it. I mean, it makes it makes sense and it doesn't at the same time. It's like it just seems like a weird time to do it. Um 
and based on what I've read, it's like, you know, these people are making all these changes, you know, this Nick Khan, essentially. He just got there. He just got the job. And I don't, I don't know if you, if anybody works that quickly to prepare a sale, I think, you know, it's something that could be in the works in maybe two or three years. Um, so I want to take it at, at face value that it's just budget cuts or whatever. Um, you know what it, it reminds me of? Mm-hmm. It's like when a, a new general manager gets hired and the first thing he does is clear out the, just clear out everybody and brings in his own people. Yeah. That might be what, what's happening. Like Nikon's looking at the balance sheet. He's like, He's getting rid of people and, and different um, departments and WWE bringing in, in his own people and just seeing like how much money is being spent on different wrestlers. And it's like, well, you're not really doing anything. And we have other people that we need to, we need to promote at a cheaper rate. So why don't we, we can just kick you out your million dollars and then we can bring in like four or five wrestlers and hopefully do better with them. Mm-hmm. And I like. I think I, I told you before. I think I, I texted you too. Like I don't see like Vince ever selling. Like when he goes, he's still gonna be in control of WWE. <laughs> like he's gonna be writing the uh, the final the script as his heart gives out. Like, I don't see him ever selling. Um, but what I can see is happening is like other people getting more of a of a role like a bigger voice in the company mm-hmm. like as like he's getting older probably more concerned about his mortality and his legacy and so i can see like like you say nikon triple a stephanie man like they become like growing voices in in there and apparently nikon is someone who comes from an entertainment background i, th- I think that's what i read he could very well have, if he starts uh, amassing power or accumulating power, he could very well have a say in creative. Who, who, you know, maybe he's not just on the business side. Maybe he he does kind of move over into the to the, um, like the the performance side. And I don't like these writers. I don't like what they're doing. Maybe we need to bring in some a new batch of writers. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, they've already hired two new writers for SmackDown mm-hmm. within the past like forty eight hours. Uh, yeah, like I can see them just like we need to make this more. I don't want to say family friendly, but bef- definitely more entertaining. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like I, I don't see them selling like WWE. But I could see them selling the rights to things like maybe selling off the rights to some reality TV shows like instead of being on Peacock, maybe they're on Amazon or, um, you know, on Fox, like making making WWE not just like a wrestling promotion, but like a brand Mm -hmm. where like it's more than just wrestling. There are other things that happen there. Sure. Yeah. Kind of like how Marvel is no longer just Marvel comics, but they're also TV, movies, video games, things like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it it doesn't look like a total outright sale of the company, but it does look like it's that they're yeah they're like positioning a, themselves for 
more than just wrestling. Yeah, like a rebrand. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Vince but on the flip guy. side. Yeah, go ahead. Right. But on the flip side, mm-hmm. if Vince were to sell. Okay. Um, and if he's getting ready to do it now. We're going to uh, three. Okay. Sure. I think um, this would be the best chance to do it. I mean, or, or, or no, not the best time or chance, but I feel like um, in any moment of, in any, at any given point in the, in the company's history, this is the best time to do it because it's not like, like you were saying, it's not just about wrestling anymore. And I think if Vince at 76 or 77 or however old, however old he is, if he's tired of dealing with everything outside of wrestling with television rights and contract negotiations and pressure from the networks because of ratings. Um, and do you want to, you know, do you want to run the, the WWE network or do you want to sell it to Peacock? Um, all those things that are outside of the scope of just the product, then yeah, this would be the best time to get out because he could get his billions and billions of dollars and not have to worry about that anymore. Hey, you know um, what else it might be? They haven't been touring for over a year. This is mm-hmm. probably the longest that he's been in one spot in 30, 40 years. You look around and be like, bro, I'm tired. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same uh, energy. Like the same, you know, you don't get the same out of it. Like, if traveling from town to town is what keeps you going and, uh, you know, uh, motivates you to, to stay up all night and sleep for an hour and work out at four in the morning, which, you know, Vince is, you know, uh, one of those urban legends that's, you know, he's a guy that sleeps very little. is the first one in the gym, the last one to leave the office, you know, mm-hmm. um, if, if you're not able to do that because you know there's no travel or anything like that then yeah it's once you become complacent then yeah you you see like oh man like i am tired i can i need i do need to rest yeah. and let's just get rid of it yeah for people who are doing this day in day out the older people have that what, what you want to call that drive that work ethic where they're coming in to work five days a week and they're doing everything they can they don't take sick days vacation it's like you do that for a long enough time. And then that first time you get to take a vacation or sick days and you're out for like a week, you're like, oh, this is nice. Why do I need to go back? Right. And it might be like that might be what's on Vince's mind right now. It's like you this is the longest, quote unquote, off time you ever had. You could, you know, you've been home with your wife, your grandkids. It might just be a, like you might just feel like. I'm tired of doing this all the time. Maybe it's time for me to actually relax, spend, you know, whatever time I have left, let me spend it in peace. And, you know, around my, like I said, my grandkids and my family and, you know, I might only have, look, he's 75. I only have like eight, nine years left. Let me just spend it it, it relaxing. Mm -hmm. And again, it it all goes back to, everything outside of wrestling, all the, the business side of it, you know, it's it, the business side is becoming that much more important and that much more of a, 
<clears throat> of a, uh, a time, you know, time, not constraint, but uh, it's taking up more of his time mm-hmm. than, than just the shows, just the product. You know, you've got shareholders to, to answer to and, you know, uh, television networks to, to answer to and I am old and I don't want to do this anymore. Right. That's always a valid excuse. That's going to be my excuse. As soon as I'm eligible to retirement, I'm giving, I'm shooting a deuce and burning bridges on the way out. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm letting know right now. mm -hmm. You know, I like that. Last time we talked about wrestling, or we touched on it after we rec- after we finished recording, we we're like, you know, we we take wrestling too seriously, mm-hmm. and um, maybe we should not take it so seriously next time. I was like, yeah, that sounds good, and here we are taking it very seriously. But here's the reason, and and this is, <laughs> but people got fired, <laughs> right? I feel like I, I got to be serious about that. If you came on here on here and told me you got fired, I wouldn't be all waka waka, right? But another another thing is like, it's incumbent on the product mm-hmm. to make things more interesting, because what's going on behind the scenes has become much more interesting than yeah. what they're putting out. Yeah, because the only thing that's watchable on WWE program right now is NXT and the Roman Reigns show on on SmackDown. Monday Night yeah. Raw is unwatchable. Mm-hmm. And it, it sucks because then they're going to turn around and blame all this on Bobby Lashley. And it's like, no, everything else is terrible on the show. Because they yeah. tried to do that a couple years ago when Seth Rollins was the champion. It was like, oh, Reigns are down. Must be his fault. It's like, no, the product is bad. Doesn't matter who the champion is. Yep. You guys stole the belt on Brock Lesnar. The Reigns are still, are still bad. Well, A, because he's not there, and B, because the script you guys are turning in every week are just piss poor. Absolutely. And it's like, that's the problem. Like, can you fix that? Can you make it better? Maybe someone needs to, I almost said, push the old man down the flat of steps, which would be terrible, but someone needs to take the pen. Like, it's just, I think, I think CM Punk said it best. Basically, right now, this show is for an audience of one. And the audience is also writing the script. Mm-hmm. And like Vince loves it, does all that matters. And they're still getting the money. You know, they get a billion dollars from Fox, whatever they got from um, uh, USA to keep Raw there, and then the Peacock money. So you, you can't say, oh, it's, it's bad, but we're making $2.5 billion. How could it be bad? It's like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, I, it only gets good around WrestleMania season, so I hate to think that we have to wait a whole another year for storylines to get good, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe something will turn around when um, they start touring again. Yeah, which, you know, um, is a great sign for not just them, but for everybody in general. I mean, it, it's just a sign that things are turning around in, in the world and getting better, you know? So that's... Uh, the most exciting part about them going back to live, you know, audiences, it's just one step closer to the world getting back to normal. 
Yeah. All right, man. That's it. That's all we got to talk about. Um, next week we got Loki. Ooh, okay. It starts on Wednesday, so we'll be able to podcast about that. Give our crazy ass theories. No Mephisto. We're not doing that shit yet. <laughs> and so uh, we'll give them that. Um, let's see. The Astro season, we passed Memorial Day, so we're really getting into it, so we need to catch them on that. And um, we'll figure out some other things we want to talk about. Sounds good to me. Yeah, try to get back to doing two a, two a week. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. Um, like always, pleasure to talk to you. And um, tell your family I said hello. It's been a while since I've seen them. You as well, definitely. And uh, we shall talk again next week. So for Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, baby.